I think it's also important when you have an accountability partner to make sure they're not someone who's just like you. When you're like, um, what if we just didn't? They're like, oh my God, great idea. Should we get pizza? <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Dreamer, where we believe it's possible to escape the suffocating nine to five, achieve financial independence, have the freedom to do the things you love, and contribute to the greater good, all by being smart about digital marketing. Hi everyone, I'm Abby. And I'm Kim. Welcome to this week's episode of the Digital Dreamer Podcast, where we will be talking about setting intentions for the new year. I love this topic because we are in new you, new me season, New Year's resolution season, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure to come up with a New Year's resolution and declare it to everybody. Yeah, or like decide that you're going to randomly become a brand new person at the beginning of the year. Like, listen, I love the idea of, you know, this is the beginning of a brand new year and there is a lot of like new beginning that comes with that. But I just, I don't, I've never liked the idea of being like, because it's the beginning of the year, this is the time when I'm going to change everything about me and start, like, you can do that at any time. And we've talked on our podcast before about how, Certain times of the year just feel like natural check-in points where maybe it's when your kids start school or back to school time is one time. The beginning of the year is definitely another time. And then I like to do another one at the start of summer, end of spring, and that time of season too. But again, what works for you, but having even monthly or quarterly check-ins with yourself is a lot more effective than this complete whole life makeover that people seem to feel pressure to do on January 1st. Right, because I I just always think that, I mean, and this is definitely true for me as well. I'm one of these people, so I'm not judging. But, you know, you set a New Year's resolution. You stick to it for a few days, few weeks, maybe a few months if you're really fancy. And then your enthusiasm fades or you're not seeing the results you want and you give up on your resolution. And so in this episode, what we want to talk about is why do we lose that enthusiasm but more importantly, what can we do about it? There, I think there are a lot of reasons that New Year's resolutions don't always work for people. First of all, one of them is that I think people try to do too much too soon. So like, you know, if your goal is to lose weight in the new year, you might start on January 1st. You're like, all right, we're going on a juice cleanse. I'm running a 5K and I'm buying a new wardrobe. And it's like, okay, maybe let's start smaller here. I don't think we need to like really wear ourselves out like that. Right. Plus, I think too, especially when you have these whole life overhauls that happen on January 1st, everybody knows you don't start on January 1st. You have to wait till all the days off are over and you start it on the first Monday after the new year. Right. I always feel like if you, I mean, some people are stronger than I am and like, you know, whatever. But I feel like if you start this new life thing in the middle of the holidays, you are setting yourself up for failure here. There is no consistency that will be happening. <laughs> if, you're, if you're starting this while like, I think even like first week of January for some, for a lot of people is too soon to really be starting and committing to that because a lot of people are still like some people, their kids are still home from school and everything. And so, you know, exactly. it's, it's hard to be consistent. But then I also think, so then you start stumbling immediately and all of a sudden now you're disappointed in yourself, you're frustrated, 
You've proven to yourself that you're not going to stick with your resolution again. And that frustration kind of snowballs where we just disappoint ourselves over and over again. And I say that that is one reason why New Year's resolutions don't work because we are just buying into repeating our past behaviors and proving to ourselves that it's just not going to work. Well, and I also feel like sometimes people view New Year's resolutions less as like a whole year resolution and more as some sort of quick fix for something. Oh, good point. So like, you're like, all right, I'm going to start this workout challenge today. And if I'm not, and then if you're not like ripped by tomorrow, you're like, what the heck? This was supposed to change my whole life. Right. And we've gotten into this, just our society thinks that everything has to happen overnight. People aren't patient. We don't give ourselves time. Something funny that my friend and I were talking about the other day was, and and I thought it was funny that she said this because I've done this exact same thing. She's like, yeah, you know, when you're like up at 2 a.m. and you're like scrolling Pinterest because you decided that tomorrow is the day that you're going to turn your life around. So you're getting ideas from Pinterest. And then you're like, okay, it's 2 a.m. If I go to bed right now, I can have four hours of sleep before I have to wake up at 6 a.m. for my brand new life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so generally, I think scrolling Pinterest can be fun. You can find motivational sayings and you could maybe find graphics that you could print off for your vision board. You can find workout ideas. There's all great recipes. So in general, Pinterest maybe ties in. But I think that one of the other big reasons why people don't succeed is because they don't have a strategy or a plan. Yeah, they just hope that things are going to work out on their own. You know, they're just throwing something and hope it, hoping it sticks. And then another thing people are missing is accountability. If you don't have somebody who's going to hold you accountable, a coach, a doctor, a personal trainer, a friend, your boss, whoever it is, for whatever your resolution is, if you don't have somebody who's going to hold your your feet to the fire when it counts, it's just easy to quit. This always reminds me of when I was on the Palm Squad in college, and we had to be up at like... I mean, so practice started at 7, but you had to run a mile before practice. So you had to get up and get there at whatever time it took you to, you know, get up, get out of your dorm, walk to the gym, run your mile, and stretch and be ready to start practice at 7 a.m. And so we used to have these things that these people that were assigned to us, other people on the Palm Squad who were our accountability partners. So you were supposed to text them and be like, are you awake? And then they're like, yes. And then whoever wakes up first is supposed to text the other person. And if they don't text you back, you call them, you go to their door and you knock on their, like you go wake them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, I mean, the other thing is like, we all knew, like, you don't just not show up to Palm. Like you, right. you go, you're going to be there. Um, obviously there are days you don't want to do it, but we all just knew you don't just, you don't just not come. But yeah, accountability partners, because you know, there are days, I mean, not that I would have ever not shown up, but there were days that, you know. It's 5 a.m. and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. And my person texts me, are you awake? And I want to be like, no, I'm not. (laughs) But see, that's also where, I mean, it's a good point. I have never been more consistent going to the gym than when I had a friend that I was meeting at 5.30 in the morning. Or I used to have another friend that I would meet to swim. And we had to get there on time because if we didn't get in the pool at our time, then 30 minutes later, there was another group that was going to come swimming over us because their 
much stronger and faster swimmers. Well, and I think it's also important when you have an accountability partner to make sure they're not someone who's just like you. So like when, <laughs> when you're like, um, what if we just didn't? They're like, oh my God, great idea. Should we get pizza? Like, you know, like, like what if we didn't go? Okay, great idea. Like you have to have your account- accountability partner be someone who's going to be like, no, we're going. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been to our store on Etsy? You have to check it out. We have shirts and mugs and tea towels and digital prints for every occasion. We have things for brides, things for Christmas, things that are holly jolly and new, things for the new year, things for brides. Did I say that yet? Lots of fun shirts to tap into the spirit of the season, to bring out joy and things that should be purchased for somebody on your gift list. We've talked all about gratitude. Let's make holiday shopping easy. Visit Iris Digital Media on Etsy. The link is in the show notes. For the most part, though, we all are the kind of people, though, I think, who don't like to let somebody else down. But of course, if you have somebody else who you if, can easily sway, that's not if you're, work. if you're both people, like one of you, like you can't both be people who don't really want to be doing it because then you're going to convince each other you don't have to. And then another thing that I think kind of goes along with the patience part of New Year's resolutions is we put so much focus on the end result and not enough attention on enjoying the journey. And if we would appreciate the little things about every step of the way, we would be more likely to stay accountable and see our goal through to the end. But since we're most things that are worth happening do not happen quickly and we're expecting these quick results, we give up. One good way to make sure you're staying, you're appreciating the journey and you're focusing on all the little pieces would be to honestly do that you know, backward goal mapping that we've talked mm-hmm. about in some of our other podcast episodes. And I think that's that's a really good idea for like any New Year's resolution to have your big overarching goal like we've talked about before. Yep. And then you break it up into little mini goals. So it's not, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year. You break it up. It's, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year. This month I'm going to do this, 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 you know, and you break mm-hmm. it up. So it's not just because... When you just say that, it's like, okay, now where where do we start with that? Right. And I think that that is true for any goal. You have to know what the baby steps are to get you there. And if you don't know what the baby steps are, then you need to invest in a coach or a mentor or use Dr. Google to figure <laughs> out what those steps are and then break it down. So obviously, one of the things we've been getting to is that we need to get better at finding joy in the journey. And a better way to approach New Year's resolutions is by taking things slow and steady. As part of that, you can use techniques to visualize or you can use meditation to help you plan for success. One great thing that you can do along with that is just every morning when you wake up, maybe you don't have time for a full-blown meditation or you want to visualize, but you don't have time to sit down. One thing you could do is while you're making your coffee or while you're brushing your teeth, just stand there And run through your head. Think about your goal and imagine yourself achieving it. If you want to be a speaker on a big stage and speak to big audiences, picture yourself on that stage. Imagine the crowd's reaction. Imagine yourself interacting with the people that were in the audience afterwards. Imagine if you have a book, 
you going afterwards and signing the books. Make it really real so that you can picture that success. Let's talk about some of these strategies that people can try. I think that one good strategy would be joining an online support group or an accountability group, or maybe following people on social media or Pinterest or YouTube that are doing the things that you're trying to do. I think seeing other people do things can be really inspiring. So I'm just going to keep using fitness as my example, just because I feel like that's a big, Uh that's a big one that a lot of people have. You could join an online fitness Facebook group where people are posting about this is the workout I did today and blah, blah, you know, sharing, sharing. I feel like a sense of community. One of the reasons people fail at their resolutions and their goals is because they just feel like they're doing it alone. And so when you have a sense of community, you're like, oh my God, we're all in this together. And then I also just think it's inspiring when I see on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube other people actually doing the thing that I want to do you know, you realize, oh, this is possible. Right. I know I used to do this with my friends who were runners who were, we would all go do our workout, but they wouldn't, like they didn't live in the same area or in the same state. And so we would text each other every morning and say, oh yeah, I ran this many miles. This is how fast, this is how I felt. And would update each other on our workout. So you had that accountability. You had that sense of community, even if you were doing your workout alone. And I also think, um, kind of going back to the community thing and it kind of goes back to the accountability partner would be asking for help from your friends and family members one thing if your goal was fitness would be you could it could be asking your dad if he wants to go to the gym with you or saying you you know you're trying to eat healthier and you're like hey mom do you want to cook dinner together tonight and we could try this new recipe so well, that you, you could even you could even do your meal planning together and get everybody in the family involved in picking out the menu items Or you start a family group chat that's all about everyone checks in and sends what they did as their workout today. One of my favorite things for accountability in pretty much every area of your life is using a journal. And you can come up with a standard five questions or two questions that you ask yourself every day of the week. You can go back and reread certain sections or you can write those things down completely again. But having a way to go back and look Uh, and remind yourself what your goals were is really, really valuable. You would be surprised at how often from week to week or month to month, you can forget about what you said was important. And so just by going back through your journal and looking at what you said, seeing if that's still what you believe, a lot of times all you really need to do is keep your goal top of mind so that you can stay focused on it. And I think that's something that can help a lot with motivating you along the way, other than using a journal and going back and looking, is creating a list of rewards that will motivate you when you reach your smaller goals. So, you know, let's back to the fitness example. Your goal is I'm going to lose 20 pounds by next year. You could say, okay, once I get to where I can run one mile without walking, I'm going to treat myself to a pedicure or Uh something like that. Something that motivates you to want to keep going. I like that. Now, here's my other big idea. I, I don't really love New Year's resolutions. What I really, really have gotten excited about over the last couple years is choosing a word of the year. Because I think we all can look and say, you know, there's a certain theme that I want. There's a certain, all of the things I want maybe fall under this umbrella. And so if you use that as a measuring stick, then when you have 
choices when you have to decide how you are going to spend your time from day to day or week to week. You can use that as a measuring stick. Is what I'm going to do going to help me achieve this overall thing that I want by the end of the year? And would you would you say, because I've never personally done word of the year, but I'm going to do it this year. Would you say it's better to do one word of the year rather than like picking one each month? Or should you pick one for the year and then maybe you could have like a, a secondary word each month? I've never done it that way, but I kind of like the idea of the secondary thing. But the reason I like the idea of the secondary goal each month is because I'm big on checking in with yourself. And at the beginning of each month, you're going back and holding yourself accountable, looking back, what did I say I wanted last month? Am I on track for that? What else can I layer onto that? So what you're saying would fit perfectly with that by adding an extra little detail. Well, and this is not what I was originally thinking, but what I kind of liked was let's say your word of the year is strength. Yeah. And then January, you're like, okay, I think this month I want to focus on emotional strength. Uh-huh. Next month, I want to focus on physical strength. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of chills right now. I kind Ooh. of really like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And then going along with strength, maybe one of them is boundaries. Ooh. The strength to stand up for yourself and for your values. Anyway, we could probably go on and on about I know. different <laughs> kinds of strength that you could have. But I like that idea a lot. What do you think is important when choosing a theme or a word of the year? I think it's important to pick a word that really resonates with you, something that's meaningful, something that includes what your self-improvement goals are, but isn't really that specific. But something that's meaningful, that inspires you, that motivates you, and just helps you stay focused on what's important throughout the year. So I think when thinking about your theme slash word of the year... You can pull inspiration from your personal life, your career, or any other area of your life. And you can also look up phrases and words online or in books or song lyrics. And just like, I would say, I I honestly think this is probably what I'm going to do. It's just now that I'm thinking about picking a word of the year, I'm just going to stay open to it and see what what I'm drawn to when I see it, right? Yeah. Like when I'm reading or when I'm listening to a song, like what words like stay in the back of my mind or like really stand out to me. Yeah, I like that idea. And then also just thinking about the goals that you have for different areas of your life. You know, it might be your personal life, your relationships, work goals, financial, educational, or health goals. But think about how your word of the year might, which one of those? Is there, are you going to treat all of those equally? Is there one area where you think you're lagging and maybe you need to boost that up a little bit this year? But how does that word that you choose relate to those goals too? I'm really excited to start thinking about my word of the year. I've never done it before, so I'm really excited. And I just want to ask you, what is your word of the year, if you don't mind sharing? Well, I think right now my word of the year is going to be freedom. But I have till the end of the year to change. But I just like the idea of I am really have been big into time freedom. And so thinking about all the things that I could do to give myself time and financial freedom so that I can live the life that I want to. I love that. I really love that. So I think that is the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We have, what day is it? We have a few more episodes before the end of the year. Yeah. So, um, so if you do a word of the year, send us a message and let us yes. know chat. I know. I, know, I want to know what everyone's word of the year is. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys liked this episode, please rate us five stars, share with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe.
Bye. Bye, guys.